Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Good afternoon. At the tone, Pacific Daylight Time will be... It's 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock. One step closer to my own personal hell. This is Primetime on Sports Radio 1080 The Fan. We expect the best. We're not afraid to break someone. Do you hear me? Primetime is your source for the best in local, regional, and national sports. Go ahead and clap. Mediocrity deserves applause. Isaac Rob, I'm miserable. I had to get up at 10 o'clock this morning. Jason Sakanet. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. Primetime on 1080 The Fan. All right. Welcome back. Hope you're having a nice little Tuesday. It's your sports bros. Rob, that's me. Sada. Big Sue right over there. Right here. Vancouver for a text oh, line. Uh, we're talking about Yakima. This guy says, I grew up in yeah. Yakima. Our yeah. claim to fame is when the Virgin of Mary appeared on the back of a highway sign in 1996. Tens of thousands of people came to see it. Is that right? That's a big deal. How does that happen? And he says they have good tacos. Well, it's called the Miracle Rop. The Virgin Mary <laughs> appears on the back of a street sign, and then, you know... Did people... you ever do that game as a kid, where you go in the bathroom and Virgin Mary, like, would appear on the... What? Like Candyman? You say her name three times? Yeah, or... something like that. There was some bit... You, you Beetlejuiced her into existence? I thought that was to... a Bloody Mary thing. Was that, was that a Virgin Mary Oh, yeah, Mary Bloody thing? Mary. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bloody Mary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bloody Virgin. I think the Virgin Mary or Jesus always appear like in a grilled cheese or like a like a Cheeto or something. Did you ever do the Bloody Mary thing, Buckley? Uh, I mean, I remember there was yeah, there was that was the thing. Every kid in elementary school, it's like if you turn on the lights and like spin around three times yeah. and say Bloody Mary, then something's going to appear and in the mirror. It, but like, it's yeah. just it's just dumb. It doesn't stuff. happen, but the other kids say it does. <laughs> And they tell you it's going to happen, yeah. and then they like leave you in the bathroom, the I lights remember. off, and it's scary. Yeah, like Kit Chapman. We were at Kit Chapman's house. He's mm. like, "Dude, you got to do Bloody Mary. Go in there, <laughs> shut the door. You may never, you may never be seen again. You turn around three times, and then you're looking at the mirror. Look in the mirror. Open your eyes. Look in the mirror. There'll be Bloody Mary. What is? It was. I'm, so, I'm telling you, it's there. It's like Slender Man. Is and it, it wasn't Bloody Mary's supposed to be like an Annabelle sort of thing. Or she wasn't. I love that there's a bunch of Yakam uh, maniacs. Yeah, that, that listen to our show. There's yeah. another guy who says uh, lived in Yak, gunshots and whatnot, gangs of plenty. Oh, well, there you go. Thank you for the update. Yeah. <laughs> Again, my son goes there because they have an ice skating rink, and apparently, uh, if you live in Ellensburg, Yakima's the balls. <laughs> like. So they they've got that like that's where you go to for excitement when you're in Ellensburg. Now somebody else texted in the Vancouver for text line. They said if you guys think Portland doesn't party, you just aren't running in the party circles here. Oh, I have no doubt about that. Well, I think, but that's that's not yeah. well, that wasn't the point of the list, exactly. right? I mean, because we're you can find people who like to tie one on a Anywhere. party in any city. That's, that's not right. a there thing. are party circles everywhere. But if you're comparing the city of Portland's party scene. Overall, yeah. to the likes of Vegas and New Orleans, it's not and a top Miami. five or it's ten. Not like that. even close. You don't man. have to go. I get it in Portland. If you run in the right circles, I'm sure there's great times to be had in Portland. Well, that, right? that's true in Yakima. Exactly. My point is, when you're in New Orleans, if you're in Vegas, you don't have to seek out S. It's just there. You stumble ass backwards into it. 
That's an unintentional, oh, what are we doing tonight? I guess we're out. Oh, we're partying. I mean, come on. Get out Same thing in Miami, New York. Get out of here with that. Again, the but the fact of the matter that you have to go looking for bars that stay open past 1230 or 1 is all you need to know. All right, coming up here. Um, in the club, we've got Beyonce doing country. Yeah, and apparently people are pissed about it. And uh, we'll talk about Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah, that's tomorrow. Uh, This hour, we'll check back in on the future of um, Brock Purdy. And Kyle Shanahan has expanded on his overtime plan. And we'll put the, uh, I think we finally get to put to bed the uh, Tay-Tay Travis, the fix is in bullsh now. El Travador. Do we? I think we do. It's over. They won. Well, but that doesn't mean that the fix wasn't in. I didn't say it wasn't. I, it's over. It, yeah, it Project Sihap is on, baby. Uh, it works. Well, it it worked. <laughs> What's next? Dark Brandon. They win again? Dark Brandon tweeted about it. Who? Uh, President Biden. You didn't see that? Did you just call him Dark Brandon? You haven't missed it. So he tweeted, so like, they have a the, they have a thing now where, like, where he's Dark Brandon. Like, they make fun of the MAGA people where he's, like, he's got, like, red glowing eyes. And after <laughs> the Chiefs won... Like they he they the president's account tweeted out a photo of him as Dark Brandon with the red eyes and it was like all according to plan. <laughs> like he leaned into the fact that other people yes. were calling conspiracy yeah. on this yeah. thing, Good. which is great. I, I'm glad he's laughing about it. Uh did you see remember we talked about the uh before we get to the hot five here, we talked about the uh prop bets for the Super Bowl yeah. last week, and one of them was would Donald Trump tweet about Taylor Swift mm-hmm. or I don't know, Truth Social, whatever you yeah. call it. He did. Did he? Sure yes, did. It he was did. hilarious. Before the game. Oh, I didn't see that. What a lock. <laughs> was it something it was about- like four hours before the game? He basically said that he made her a ton of money and Joe Biden's never made her any money. Oh, I did see that one. But I didn't know that was during the uh during the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh man. Uh yeah, all right. We-, we gotta go. Time now for the hot five at five. <laughs> we gotta go right oh. here. Hot topics, hot opinions. Oh golly, I'm hot today. And hot air. It's time for the Hot Five at Five. That's hot. The Hot Five at Five on Primetime with Isaac and Sue. No, I mean it. That's very hot. The Hot Five at Five with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you on the fan by Victorico's Mexican Food. The most popular burrito spot in Oregon. Online at victoricos.com. Number five. Number five. Well, the draft rumors are already circulating. Uh, the Commanders uh, have a new head coach, Dan Quinn. They have a new offensive coordinator, Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, apparently, they're looking to trade up to number one and nab Caleb Williams, the quarterback out of USC. So now becomes the question, what does Chicago want to do? Is there some talk of, of maybe uh, Pittsburgh being involved in the Justin Fields uh, sweepstakes? Do they do they move him? Do they, 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 do they move down? Do they just decide to take Caleb Williams? I mean, Chicago is sitting in the catbird seat right now. The commies currently pick number two, and Bears are reportedly willing to listen to offers. Yeah. So, and then even if they do trade number one, do you stick with Justin Fields, or are you just moving down to two or three and then taking either Drake May or, you know, whatever quarterback that, that you want in the draft? Which again, everything hinges on what Chicago wants to do. You've seen, though, a lot of the pundits now starting to poke holes in Caleb Williams. Uh Uh-oh. Here it comes. Yep. There's going to be a lot of that. Blazers host the West Best Minnesota Timberwolves tonight and Thursday before the (laughs) All-Star break. Minnesota is 37-16. and The Zers are banged up yet again. No Brogdon, no Sharp. Scoot questionable. 
He has a foot injury. Uh, Simons and Reith, it sounds like, will play. Thank God. <laughs> well, actually, for you, that's bad. Because you're rooting against I the think we're okay. I'm not, I'm not overly stressed. I think with that lineup against Minnesota, we feel pretty good. Although Anthony Edwards, I guess, saw I, I, he was day-to-day, so I, I need him to play. You really think I need him? I'd like him. As someone pointed out, after getting the, the whole Pistons embarrassment thing, I'm afraid that they're going to come out and put together like a great effort tonight. Well, let, let's have a spicy first half where I they like go it. up by 8 or 10, yeah, yeah. make the people feel good, maybe up by 13 after the first quarter, then you can let that thing slip away. That's what we're all about. That Pistons game was perfect. I, I enjoyed it greatly. The San Francisco Giants have added slugger Jorge Soler to their lineup. It's a free agent deal, three years, $42 million. He's coming off a season where he hit 36 dingers, first All-Star appearance. Uh, key free agents still left out there uh, as pitchers and catchers start to filter in. You've got Cody Bellinger and uh, Blake Snell. Yeah, kind of weird that Bellinger hasn't signed anywhere yet. What's up with that? I don't know. Have you seen anything on that? I don't know why he's still floating out there in the breeze. It's like a J.D. Martinez situation. Remember a couple years ago where he couldn't seem to find a deal? By the way, J.D. Martinez is still out yeah, there. Yeah, still out there. I guess the Mets are talking to him, which nice I have no problem if they decide to go down the J.D. Martinez road. Number two. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Michigan sets a record for most players from one school invited to the NFL Combine. 18. 18. Well, Harbaugh said at the start of the year that he thought that he could break Georgia's record of 15 players drafted. People laughed at him. He got 18 invited to the Combine. I don't know if he's going to get 18 drafted, but, you know. The previous record Combine uh, invitees was LSU uh, 16. And then, yes, the um, the record for most players drafted in one draft from the same school is 15 set by Georgia in 2022. The Ducks got seven invites. Uh, Jackson Powers Johnson, Bo Nix, Troy Franklin, Bucky Irving, Brandon Dorless, Kyrie Jackson, and Evan Williams. Yeah. In and ca- the Huskies will have 13 guys there. And in case you're wondering, it's like a, a committee votes on it, and, uh, and then they kind of do like a point total thing. It's like a Miss America pageant. If you get enough, then you get invited to the combine. And obviously for guys who thought they got snubbed, there will be pro day opportunities for them to work out for scouts. Yeah. yeah. Saw a couple of Cougs, like uh, Stone didn't get invited to the Combine, and, and he's had a real nice productive career up there. I mean, it happens every year. Plenty of guys get drafted that don't go to the Combine. But, you know, obviously, you know, when you, you think you're a, a big-time prospect, you want to be invited to the Combine. College football playoff and ESPN have agreed on a six-year extension worth only $7.8 billion U.S. billion. It's not too shabby. This makes the network the home of the event through 2031-32. Two years remain on the current deal. That's worth about $600 million per. Uh, in other not-so-surprising news, the Pac-12, or shall I say the Pac-2, has begun to, uh, the process of separating from Commissioner George Klyavkov. Yeah, there's a bunch of little news and nuggets. I also saw today that for the next two years, believe it or not, the schools that left the Pac-12 will still play in the Pac-12 Bowls. If So if, if Oregon doesn't go to the college football playoff, the new expanded playoff, they will still play in the old Pac-12. Like the holiday bowl? Yeah. You're saying the affiliations will still the stand affiliations because they will still yeah. won't have the opportunity yet to, to re-juffle them. Yeah. Who cares? And right now, uh, Washington State and Oregon State are putting the uh, the holdup on on making the official uh, expanded playoffs. You know, because it was six and six, and now they're trying to make it five and seven, but it has to be unanimous. And uh, old well, you sh- should explain that. 
so the the under the, the, the originally the expanded format was going to be six conference champions, the yes. five power conference, and then one group of five, uh, the, the highest ranked champion, and then six um, at large, six at large. Well, then obviously there is no more five power conferences. There's only four, um, and so everyone now wants it to be five conference champions, four power conferences, one still group of five, and then seven at-large bursts. But that needs to be unanimous if they want to do that over the next two years. And uh, old Kirk Schultz, the <laughs> up at Washington State, is saying no. They're not voting for it. He's saying that they want guarantees moving forward with uh, voting rights, uh, distribution money rights, and eventually them being considered a a power five when they eventually rebuild the Pac-12, and uh, no one uh, likes that. So right now there is still a bit of a, a holdup there with mm. Washington State and Oregon State. So mm. there's just some little kind of news and notes going on from the Pac-12. Uh, Victorico's Mexican food brings you the hot five of five, the most popular burrito spot in Oregon. Order now at victoricos.com. We will wrap up the Super Bowl next on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is probably why, part of the reason why coaches hate the media. But I think Kyle Shanahan's handling this quite well. He's not getting... Super defensive, and yeah, butthurt, and, and he could sure, and I because it, it's probably super annoying. You know the the depths, as you well know, the depths to which this guy and his staff go to try to win a football game. Mm-hmm. The layers of that, the intensity of that, all of the different things that go into that, and 
all anybody wants to ask him about is his overtime decision. Yeah. And by the way, they were one play away from winning the Super Bowl and you know But all anybody wants to ask him about is his overtime decision. Yep. It's just that's gotta be really annoying. Sure. But he's handling it pretty well and he he addressed it again today. <laughs> Another one. I don't know why they're talking to the media again today. Maybe this is just their last bit before they, they go home. Mm -hmm. But he said, um, okay, so this this is from ESPN. After multiple Niners said after the game they were not aware of the overtime setup, Shanahan said Tuesday that he had laid out a plan with his staff before the playoffs began. Mm -hmm. He said he also instructed his assistant coaches to let the team know before the overtime period started but did not feel the need to discuss that plan with his team before that point. Hmm. He said, quote, we told everyone as we were waiting for the coin toss to review everyone to make sure they're, they're sure before we go out. That's an, that's an obnoxious quote. Sure. He's basically saying, I told my staff to let the team know, here's what we decided. Yeah. They did not tell them before that point. Hmm. It, they only told them right before the coin toss, like, here's here's how we're going to play this. It's going to cross that bridge when we get there. But apparently the coaches did talk about it even before the playoffs, what they would do. So they were aware, as, as opposed to Kansas City that said they talked about it, you know, preseason preseason, and, and, and leading up to it. Yeah, and... Reed talked about it with his players. Shanahan only talked about it with his coaches. Yeah. And so he so says, he, I he... didn't cover it in a meeting on the Super Bowl week. I don't think that changes anything. <sighs> and I think... Yeah, that's I mean, fair. I mean, I don't think I, that's wrong. I think you? it's weird, but again... You think it's weird that he didn't address it with the team? Absolutely. Because almost every team that I've ever been on, situational football is a big deal. It's just, you know, at, at every practice, you have uh, you have red zone, you have third down, you have goal line, you have two-minute drill. And maybe you, have you don't have to belabor it like those things, but you would think it would be mentioned. I, I'm just a little surprised that in, in, in the biggest game that it wasn't discussed again i'm not saying well, it's read the... discussed it exactly I mean... and that's all i'm saying it's just it, for us for someone that's so detail oriented i'll just saying I'm, I'm a little surprised if you asked me before that game at a thousand dollars to bed has kyle shanahan talked to his team about what they're going to do in an overtime situation with the new rule set it would have taken me a quarter of a second to be like absolutely duh like why wouldn't he so it's just interesting. And then, you know, the other thing that's come out is, did you, have you seen the clips of Mahomes finding out that, that yeah, he was yeah. laughing. he's laughing. Yep. He's like, I mean, literally laughing. Like what? Like they're, they're taking the ball. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, awesome. So that, like, I understand like there's, there's different, there's different ways to, to, to do things. You can interpret them and, and, and you know, you, your own analytics, but <laughs> That's Patrick Mahomes laughing. I'm creepy. Oh my god, that's <laughs> Candyman. Fucking or oh, whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> whoa! Whoop, whoop. Can't say that. No, you can't. Bloody Mary type stuff right there. Just, <laughs> just making your bucks a yeah. awake. We got the dump in. Don't worry. Fried my brain with that oh, no, one. Oh no! <laughs> Some sort of weird torture there on I'm, that. I'm offended. I wasn't. <laughs> I was not prepared for the repeating Pat, Pat Mahomes laughter. I've been so afraid that I would do exactly that thing following the Super Bowl, so thank you. But when you when you make a decision and the other team is really excited about it, yeah. That may Probably be a, the wrong decision. Maybe an indicator that that's not the best thing in, in the world, which is I've always wanted to and I've never been close enough with a coach uh 
but I would love to to sit down and 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 it's like with Dan Lanning, right? I would love to sit down with Dan Lanning away from cameras, like if we actually had a close relationship, and just talk about situations like that. Like the, obviously the the Washington going forward thing. I would love to have a real honest conversation because I think to some extent coaches do you know that Shanahan and Lanning they they give you a, a certain amount, but they're never going to really open up about it and I would love to have those conversations like even the the third down the both third downs I would love to sit down with Kyle Shannon sometime and be like you know how close were you you know is that one of those things was it debated did you think about going forward on fourth down why did you run a bunch formation with a complex uh, uh blocking scheme when you knew that Spags was going to blitz like why like what in your mind or was it one of those things where you're like hey looking back on it I made a poor choice. Yeah, I, I should have. And, and they'll never admit to those sorts of things. And they're, they're, they're questions that'll never get answered. Um, but when you have plays like that that are so important and decisions that are so important, I wish that we could get a little truth serum and, and kind of get behind the scenes on it. The next question is, do you believe Shanahan? Or is he covering up for the uh, fact that they had no... This is, again, another one no why answer. I wish that there was some... Some true, sir, and that's being speculated widely throughout yeah. the 49ers fan base. Is did he actually did he really know, or is it easy to go back and say, Oh, yeah, yeah, I did? And no, I'll no tell you what, you pull it. a Staboner like that, and you don't know, like you're not aware, you think if you go down and score a touchdown, you win, dude, you don't own up to that. You don't. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, that's what I, I, he would have made this he, up if he exactly. If that's the case, you lie and you keep lying and you take that to your <laughs> effing grave. That's why we're like when the smartest guy on the team, the dude from Harvard, is like, "No, we thought we were gonna get the ball and score and it'd be over." I'm like, uh, "Did anybody know? Did anybody know?" Yeah, it's um, Brock Purdy said that Brock Purdy did confirm that Brian Greasy, who is their quarterbacks coach, came over to him before the coin toss and explained the new overtime rules to him. That 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 does okay. check with, with what Shanahan said. He told yeah. his coaches, "Go yeah. tell your guys what the deal is with OT." Which I don't know. I guess I'd buy it. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, look, it, it's it's more plausible. It's more plausible that he did that than he just wasn't aware. Like that is that's almost unbelievable that he wasn't aware of the rule change. Like. But and so yeah, I I tend to believe I I tend to believe him and and he got the coaches backing you up. Although is it that hard again? Just putting my conspiracy theory hat on to go to Brian Greasy and be like, hey, listen, dude, you freaking back me up on this. I mean, you, you could say afterwards to all your coaches, hey, I'm letting them know that you guys all knew and you're gonna come. Well, me if he if he's lying and he didn't know, for as much dissension as already occurred with the Niners. Somebody would have let that out. You think it would have been out there? Yes, yeah. a coach would have been like, "Dude, he." They would have snuck to a media member, like, <laughs> "Dude, he." Had an anonymous no member of the staff said, yeah, "Exactly," mm-hmm. and that hasn't happened. Well, so. un- unfortunately, especially if he never wins one again, this, and it, it's not the thing that ultimately decided the game. It was a, it was a piece to it, but this will haunt him forever. This will go oh, yeah. down as one because you know you you forget like you even go back to like you know let's go back to some of the Patriots Super Bowls and, and those weren't that long ago and we don't remember all the details on them you know you remember oh yeah there were some late kicks and we remember um, you know the Seattle Super Bowl you know the great catch down the sideline we remember the Marshawn Lynch moments but for the most part details fade this will not fade we will remember two things about this Super Bowl. You will remember the the Pat Mahomes drive to win the game, and you will remember Shanahan 
deciding to take the ball. Well, now every football fan moving forward is always going to know the overtime rules because of this incident. This will be the incident that everyone well, points to. Is like that's why we know. Yeah. Can we also state on this subject that that you and I were both surprised when we found that out? Which uh, because we're such great sportsmen, we found that out. Uh, we ta- I remember talking about it on the show. Yeah, where it came up during the regular season for some reason. Yeah, and. We were both surprised that, like, it, in other words, what I'm trying to say is th- it was kind of a clunky rollout by the league. Yes. Let's let's be honest. There weren't there, there was a lot of confusion about what the hell was going on with overtime in the playoffs. Yes. But that should, like, if you're the two teams in the playoffs, you would think you would be buttoned up on the subject well, much like Andy Reid Yeah, because my dumbass, I thought that they changed this for all the overtime. Right. And then we got to an overtime game, and it turned out it wasn't that, and then that made me question everything. <laughs> I was like, wait, didn't they change the rule? And that's when we looked it up and we're like, well, they did change the rule, but they only changed it for overtime. And a couple, because they they changed it multiple times over the last 10 years, like small tweaks. Well, the first thing they did was they changed it so that both teams could have a possession. Yes. But they don't do that. Like RJ was saying this the other day, he was like, why don't they just make it a uniform thing? If if, if that's the way you want to play it in the playoffs, play that way in the regular (laughs) season. And I agree, but... What they're trying to do is minimize these games going forever. Yes. They don't need to do that in the regular season. You can have ties. Yeah. In the playoffs, you have to have a winner, so it's like, this is how we're going to play it. Yeah. Both teams get a possession, then it's sudden death, you go. Which I think is the best way to play overtime in the NFL, but I I see why they don't do it that way in the regular yeah. season. It's just it's, it's clunky, but I will tell you that after Sunday, we all know there's no more. And I'll tell you what. The next time this happens in the postseason, I promise you that whatever coach wins the toss, he ain't taking the ball. <laughs> I, I, this yeah. will be the last time. I'm calling it right now. This will be the last time that a team takes the ball first in overtime. Here's a couple of text messages. Vancouver Ford text line. You talk about this stuff all the time. The little things that make a difference in close games and things like Andy Reid going through the overtime rules with his team and Kyle not counted in the end. Yes. Yes, we talk about this constantly. It's the difference between good and great. It just blows me away how little details like that slip through the cracks. But and yet details. I mean, and this goes for and this goes in every aspect of your life, from your marriage to your business to your kids to all of that. You find someone that's detail oriented, and I'll find you someone that doesn't win all the time, but you're going to be in in you're going to be in better shape. You you set yourself up for success. And when you're dealing with two elite teams with two elite coaches, yeah, little details matter. Someone else said when the ref was flipping the coin, he told both teams the rules. How is everybody overlooking that question mark? That's true. He did. He did. Yes, he did. He said it over the mic. And that was like, and that was what like Juszczyk said that he wasn't aware of it until then. Yeah. Trent Williams said that he turned and looked up at the scoreboard. Eric Arm said too, and was reading them. Here's one more theory, and that's all I'm saying is that's weird. One more theory to me that you're finding out about it right then and there. One more theory, is it plausible? And who was it? Was it Fred Warner that was out there? And that Warner was that was Mahomes. what I was going to ask because the text line is on this too. The better question about not just what the assistant coaches did, did the one man going out there to make the decision for you, did he know? Is did, it, did is Warner it, he know? didn't hesitate. Is it plausible that Fred Warner was not told by his <laughs> position coaches and they are covering for him? No way, right? Is that plausible? It, I think that's possible. I, I don't know that it's likely, but it's possible. Look, I just think Shanahan wanted the ball third. I and the other one, Suk, I wanted to ask you this, because this is what my brother said after the game. He said he thought that the, the defense looked so gassed it made sense to try to put the offense yeah, on the field. No, but I, you said with the with the weight, you can't imagine that being I, enough I, to weigh in. I find that to be... But that's not what he said, though. He said no, he, he wanted, said he the, wanted ball the ball third. No, he didn't say that, no. 
But Shanahan. I also d- think he didn't want to put his his, uh, his defense under the bus. Shanahan just said that he wanted the ball third. Right. But, dude, with... It- <laughs> To act like like your defense was so gassed that after all that time, and you probably had a good ten to twelve minutes of just standing around between commercials and, it's and the, the coin flip. Super Bowl, you got to take the statistical advantage, right? I don't, I don't believe for one second that that had anything to do with it. I just think Shanahan really believed that that the, the advantage was going to be having the ball third, and and for someone that's so smart i just it perplexes me how you think that somehow getting the ball third if it gets to that point is better than giving that man across the sideline from you an extra down which is all you did and- i i just think the the idea of knowing what you need in any situation is the ultimate trump card because it changes not only does it change, obviously, what you do on fourth down, but it changes what you do on third down. It changes what you do on first down. Yes. If, if you if you get a three-yard loss on first down, it changes how you approach second down because Chiefs, you know it's everything is four downs. They they know that they have four downs on every play now, and it feels like if Chanahan's being truthful that he's that he's outthought himself because if you're thinking about the third possession before you do the first and second, that's a problem. Well, the that's only thing somebody, I can think of. That's what somebody texted. He said, I think Shanahan buys into his own hype of being the smartest guy in the room and often overthinks things in high-pressure situations. Well, that's what I wonder about the... That's right. Well, the, he's saying that he made this decision before, before. the playoffs even started. But I, I think about that, like sometimes being too smart for your own good. Again, I go back to that, the, the, the play, the third down play where they got fustigated there where where Chris Jones came came free like you're down there in the red zone where everything is bunched up already right and you know that Spagnola loves to blitz and and we know Shanahan loves a lot of these bunch formations right where they kind of keep everything close and then from there you can you can run picks and you run different formations off of it but when you bunch everything up close like that you know what that does to the defense it allows you to disguise what you're doing because you don't have to be spread out. When you spread people out, it's easier to identify what they're doing as a defense because you kind of have to declare who's coming or not because you're spread out. So this is why I say, like, is there an element to you can think you're too smart for the room and that you're like, I have these creative ways of doing things and I scheme guys open. And so we run these bunch formations and we're going to give them this weird counteraction with our offensive line and we're going to pull a bunch of guys. Meanwhile, Spags is looking at this and being like, yeah, everyone go. <laughs> just like full on, just send the house. Let's go. And sometimes simple is just better than than complex. And that's another one. I wish I could sit down with him and just ask him. Like hindsight being 2020, man, did you really need to go with like this super complex thing? Or is it an element to spread everything out so we can identify who's coming and then trust that my offense that has four all pros on it? One of my guys can make a play, and that I trust Brock Purdy to deliver the ball as opposed to trying to get real creative and funky with my schemes, knowing I'm going against someone that just heats me up every third down. I think I think Shanahan's biggest f- fault is exactly that. I think sometimes he gets too cute and he's too smart for his own good. All right, checking back in on the future of Brock Purdy next. Here's Buck. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Well, we were talking about this last week, that Brock Purdy, you know, if he wins the Super Bowl, he's going to get $40 million, at least a year. Oh, yeah. But he didn't win the Super Bowl. No. So, do they still pay him? Do they pay him less now? What happens with Brock Purdy? I would assume, I'm going to look up, because I think he's under contract for another year, right? Oh, look it up. Because he was a seventh-round pick, so I think they've got him cost control for four years. Uh, do, do, do. yeah. So next year they've got him for they got him for nothing again, and I don't know. I don't know what the. I would assume at this point that they're not gonna pull a uh, a Jimmy Garoppolo and, and 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 go looking for someone else. I think Brock has proven. I mean, his numbers are insane. Like, and he played good in 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 the Super Bowl. Like, he wasn't good on third down. Um, I mean, obviously those those numbers speak for themselves, but. If this is any other quarterback in the league that's going into their last year and they just came off the season that Brock Purdy just had, in, including the postseason with with two big overtime or two big comebacks and then, you know, losing the Super Bowl in overtime, this wouldn't even be a question. I mean, for God's sakes, Daniel Jones got forty three million dollars a, a year. So my guess is they're going to make Brock uh, play out uh, this 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 final year. The only thing I could see is is maybe if they wanted to see more, would they would they have the guts to to put the franchise tag on him? But I'm assuming that at some point next year he gets a deal done and probably signs something along the Daniel Jones line where it's going to be forty in, in the low forties. Mm. The team won't be committed to him for for more than than two or three years. There'll be an out there. Uh, the first year or two of it will be team friendly to try to keep this window open as as long as possible. I just can't see a scenario where San Francisco moves off of him. I mean, they they you know from from Garoppolo to Trey Lance and then falling ass backwards into this, and your window is open right now. I mean, this very instant, and it's not going to get easier. It's going to get harder. So I I just I just can't see a scenario where they move off of him. Yeah, I don't know about moving off of him either, but make it a lot tougher to win a you know to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, paying him forty million dollars a year. Yep. The only thing is, like when you when you sign someone like that, remember you can fudge the numbers for a year or two before it becomes very very uncomfortable. You can, and so San Francisco is is gonna have some tough choices. I mean, uh, Ayuk uh, has one more year at like fourteen, and then what do you do there? I think Kittle uh, more than likely probably needs to be gone. He gets paid a lot of money, and is, as good as as Kittle is, one he's beat up a lot, and look, he he no showed again. He just isn't. He just isn't consistent enough to pay him um, what he makes. Uh, so there's there's gonna have to be gonna have to be choices there, and they're gonna have to to hit on young draft picks. Like you know, you think about guys like um, you know Hafunga when when he comes back. I mean, that's the sort of thing that keeps these windows open. Kansas City has the same thing. They're probably not gonna be able to keep Snead and Chris Jones. They're probably gonna have to make a choice on 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 one of those and let the other one go. But when you draft well and you replace guys with young talent and you you, you hit on draft picks, that's how you keep this window open. Yeah, somebody mentioned on social media after the game, they were like, Yeah, see you can win a title when you're paying your quarterback. 
And I, I was like, man, that's a little. I mean, you've got the best quarterback we've seen in maybe ever. Yeah. So that, I don't know, that doesn't really. Yeah, you can win titles when you're paying your quarterback if he's one of the all-time greats. He's the outlier. But, I don't know, I just thought that was kind of a stupid argument. Yeah. It's just much tougher. And, yes, the Chiefs can do it because Patrick Mahomes is that good. But look at all the other teams that are paying their quarterback. It's much, 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 much harder. Well, and next year, Mahomes' number jumps again. And they'll probably, you know, again, they'll probably uh, reconfigure that. But have you seen his cap number next year? I think it jumps to – I'll look it up. 60? I think it jumps into the 50s. Um, This year, I think it was 37. So, I mean, it was bad this year, but it's, it's going to get worse. And the nice part about a guy like Mahomes that you're not worried about kicking the can down the road is you can continue to fudge it. Um, I'm looking here. Yeah, so this year it was 37. Next year it's 58. Yeah, almost 60. Yeah, and this is why I said, like, you will have to start making tough choices. Again, starting with, mark my words, either Sneed or Jones are going to be gone because they're going to want top-end money. Who would you – see, I'd keep Sneed. Younger, yeah. and But that's that's tough to say because, like, I mean, and I'm not – just saying this, they don't win either one of those Super Bowls the last two years without Chris Jones. No, I know, but you can sign a, well, I mean, you can sign a guy to replace either one of them. Yeah. But I think Sneed, I don't know, something in my head says that it, it's probably easier to get closer to the level of Jones than Sneed well, and, and in um, the free agent market. Jones is 30. Let's look and see what Sneed um well, he's not very old, is he? No, I think he's I think he's a lot younger than that. Um uh, Jerry Sneed, he is well, he's twenty seven, so you got three years difference. Mm. You do have a you do have an elite corner on the other side in McDuffie who you hit on who's young. I mean, I, I think that's a tough choice. But again, these are the you know, and Carloftis and has been a great pickup for them and they've done a phenomenal job in drafting linebackers. Um, you know, they've they've just they've done a really nice job. That defense was built young and cheap. And that's how you keep the window open. Like, we can talk all we want about Mahomes and and all that, but they have already had to make their first chop, which was letting Tyreek Hill go. And they let they let Tyreek Hill go, who's the best receiver in football, and they won two Super Bowls. But why did they win those two Super Bowls? <laughs> and you can talk all about like the Mahomes contract. Yes, they did it with Mahomes, but they also did it by hitting on draft pick after draft pick after draft pick and winning these last two Super Bowls largely based on their defense, and their defense isn't real expensive because, again, most of it is is still playing on on, on rookie deals. So, yeah, you can win with a 37 or a $40 million quarterback. All you have to do is be unbelievable in the draft and, and draft all pros on the defensive side of the ball and get them cheap and have your quarterback be arguably the greatest quarterback to ever do it. Yeah. So. You know, that's right. anyone well, saying that that this isn't a big deal. Uh, you know, that the salary cap, it's it just, definitely is. It's silly. By the way, the Chiefs seven and zero, two Super Bowls since trading Tyreek Hill or since letting Tyreek Hill go. That lets you know how seven, good of a, in the playoffs seven and zero. That's ridiculous. You just it's crazy. You, you don't give up the best receiver in a pass heavy league and not have it affect you, and yet they've they've managed to do it. The end of Taylor Swift mania. What next on the fan? I just wanted to do a little digging here real quick. And in the last four to five years, uh, the Chiefs have either un, un, uh, free agent signings out of uh, college or drafted. Trent McDuffie, Jalen Watson, Brian Cook, uh, Nick Bolton, Willie Gay, uh, Karloftis. I mean, they have completely – Sneed was in the fourth round. I mean, 
they have done an absolute tremendous job. Uh, and then on the offensive side of the balls, you know, Pacheco was a seventh round pick. Uh, Creed Humphreys was a second round pick. Rasheed Rice, who w- turned out to be their best receiver this year, that was a second round pick. They have just, they have hit, you know, from home runs to doubles. The last four to five years in the draft, it is just littered with uh, Leo Chanel, who was a third-round pick out of Wisconsin. I don't know if anyone watched him play, but because San Francisco runs so much uh, uh, um, tight end fullback sets where they they run Kittle and uh, Juszczyk on the field, that it kind of forces him into action. And dude, Leo Chanel is what it was an absolute game wrecker. He was the one that forced the fumble, uh, the McCaffrey fumble. He played phenomenal, and he's just an anonymous third round pick out of Wisconsin uh, two years ago, and and he was absolute gangbusters. That team, it's not just Mahomes. Everyone's going to sit there and say, "Read Mahomes, read Mahomes, read Mahomes." You do some digging into the way that roster was built and the way that roster was turned over from when they won their first Super Bowl to where now they've won their third. That is a front office, like, that is a chef's kiss. Who's their GM? To their front office. Uh, who's the Chiefs GM? Who gets GM? all the credit? Chiefs GM. Why can't I think of his it's, name? Oh, it's Brett Veach. Yeah, Veach. And this is this is the good, I mean, you go Where'd back. Where did he come from? You who's go back. To, uh, I don't know he's where He's been Veach. with them for a while, right? He's been Okay, so he's been with them since 2013. Yeah. Uh, as a person, started with a, as a personnel analyst, but he was uh, initially a scout with the Eagles. So, but only only worked for the Eagles and Chiefs. He's been with them for eleven years now. This Gen- is, GM since twenty seventeen. This is how dynasties. Obviously, dynasties are built with a quarterback and a coach. But how these windows stay open is he's that. doing his part. He Beach. is beyond doing his part. Well, they also have Taylor Swift on their side. That helps. You know, well, psyops. That's right. Taylor Swift, <laughs> tell you what, I loved her chugging that beer. Thought that was hot. <laughs> Someone made the uh, the argument that she was playing the Taylor Swift drinking game, and if that's true, that's amazing. Is there a, oh like every time she's shown you drink? Yeah, there was a thing, and it's like every time like they they mention her or whatever, but every time they they show her like on the jumbotron or wherever she slams so. You can see where she looks up and, and maybe realizes she's on the screen and someone kind of points at her. So no one's certain, but there's a that's the the theory is that she was playing the Taylor Swift <laughs> drinking game. And if that's the case, that's great. Well, the other video is triple fisting at the club now. She's got including going right out of an open bottle of champagne. I saw some tweet that says, now when I drink out of the open champagne bottle, I'm told it's time to go home. But when she does it, it's cute and adorable. Well, yeah, she's Taylor Swift and you're not. <laughs> I still what don't you get about that? I still can't get the the arbitrary hate for her. She, she seems fantastic, and now she's showing like an un like buttoned up, like non polished really side. side. Yeah. And by the way, the prop went over. You called that. Oh yeah. The prop was the over under number of times she was shown on the broadcast was only five and a half. Yeah. It hit eleven. Yeah. But it also didn't feel like it was too much either. I think it was the, slow I think, early too. I think the grand total was fifty four seconds yeah. that she was on. So Megan Kelly and everyone else that's bitching about it, like is fifty four seconds in a four hour broadcast. And the one time she was chugging a beer, although I I don't know. She probably knows that they're gonna show her chugging a beer, but uh also um I gotta say this before we go on to the club. More Blake Lively, please. Oh yeah. You yeah, know, this yeah. Taylor Swift thing's great, but Blake Lively right next to her, hubba hubba. We had Blake Lively, Ice Spice was there as well. Ice Spice became a very big deal in this Super Bowl. Not that she wasn't before, but yeah. And then there was some other blonde. That was hot. the little Annie looking girl. Yeah, with the little afro. Um then there was the uh there was another hot blonde that I don't know who that was. <clears throat> But she was in the back being all hot. Night. Random hot blonde. Random hot blonde. 
So were you guys Sopranos people? I, I was I was told that uh, Blake Lively looked like Adriana from The Sopranos in, in her uh, track fit or tracksuit fit that she had going on. I can see that, but let's let's also not dismiss. Like, come on, that's uh, that's a little apples to oranges. Blake Lively uh, greater than. But uh, yeah, I see. In, indeed, I, I liked her, the fact she was going. She was going like belly shirt with the uh, Adidas tracksuit. She should have been wearing the Duncan suit. She should have been wearing the Dunkin suit. Which, by the way. If you were wondering if that Duncan's the 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 Duncan merchandise from the Ben Affleck commercial, if that's already jumped the shark, the answer is yes because Darren Ravel tweeted out a picture of himself in the full outfit today, mm-hmm. and any sort of cool that that had going on is officially killed when Darren Ravel does it. Well, our very own morning show of Dirt and Sprague has already proclaimed they will be the Dunkings for Halloween in October. Okay. So swag and and Sprague and Dirt, although he doesn't know it yet, are all going to be dressed up as those, uh, good those luck, guys for Good Halloween. luck getting the Dunkings outfit. They're sold out across the country. You can't get the stuff. Maybe not by October. We'll see. All right. Uh, up next, oh, yes, the club. Uh, we have Beyonce doing country and a uh, little Valentine's Day talk. A little V-Day. A little V-Day? Yeah, What'd you get me? A little something something? Well, you know what I got you. Gross. It's uh, 6 o'clock on the yeah, fan. That hurts my feelings. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.